All right. Do we go by Chef, Chef Mike, Mike? Uh, I guess Mike. Mike? I, go by. Yeah, yeah. I guess first off, thank you for bringing the pizzas over. Or no, not pizzas. That's right. Pinzas. Pinza. Yeah, Pinza. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And you were telling us off air about yeah. uh, how you brought in someone from Italy to do these. Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually bring it. Bring it <laughs> well, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, no. So, uh, pizza, uh, it's a very co- like a old school Roman style of pizza. Uh, it's kind of like what pizza was before pizza was pizza, if that makes any yeah, sense. I um, so, it's something that I saw when I was in Rome, and I was like, this is cool. I want to do it. So, I opened this restaurant, uh, Amano Trattoria, if you're, uh, you know, the manja cakes in the back. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I was opening it. I was like, you know, this is my opportunity here to do, uh, pizza. So I just started playing around with the dough. I started like, you know, making it and, uh, I put up an ad for a pizza guy and, uh, Francesco showed up and, uh, he was like, Oh, you're trying to make pizza. And I showed him what I was doing and he's like, yeah, I'll show you what's up. So he just looked, he was like, nah, man, you got it all wrong. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I don't know what you're trying to do here. <laughs> I just picture like an Italian, like pizzaiolo kind of coming in. Yeah. yeah, yeah and exactly. he's like, no, no, Mike, no, stop. Just yeah. stop right now. Yeah. No, he was like, you, you gotta, you gotta cut this out. <laughs> well, what's, what's his, like, I guess what's the Italian kick on it or spin on it? The, what, what makes it different than what you were doing? Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest thing, so I, I kind of just, like, did my research to find out, and, like, you know, some people put soy and rice flour and these things in it that make it different, and then talking to him, like, the biggest part of the dough that's different is, one, the water content, so it's, like, almost 90% hydration in the dough, which means 90% of the dough is water, uh, which gives it that really light flakiness, but it's also soft. Uh, and then the maturation process. So like the, the, the dose fermented for 48 hours. Uh, and then the fact that we use all natural yeast, that's kind of what brings it together. And then the shape and the way that it's baked is really what makes it stand out from like a traditional, like Napolitana style. Yeah. How is it like, what's the difference? How is it baked? Was it like it? So it's wood? actually baked twice. So all, pretty much all Roman style pizza. Like if you've been to like a pizza pala, like the, the trays where they're cutting it and weighing it. Yeah. Um, they're always baked twice. I did not uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. This is a good. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. This is gonna be a good lesson on like on pizza because I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't like all this stuff. I find it so <laughs> fascinating. I don't actually know. Like I know the kind of what the differences look like and stuff, but like I never knew they baked it twice. Yeah, neither. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like you know, you guys had the mushroom and the prosciutto. So the the mushroom we do a base of fior de latte and and sl- thinly sliced potatoes. We bake that off first. And then to order, we add like a taleggio cream and roasted mushrooms and stuff like that. Oh. So you're, you're getting it twice baked. So you get like this really nice crunchy. It's yeah, it's just. Is this, that was yeah. crazy. I'd never like uh, that. I've never like had something like that where it's like. It's like fluffy in the middle, but it's like cr- hard, like crunchy on the outside, which is yeah. like really like really different. It's like a. It's like a soft piece of bread. I don't want to say yeah. it's bread. It's not well, bread. It's, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of feels like a like it feels 100%. like a rye like like a rye bread like feeling. Yeah, like yeah. the hard crust a little bit, 100%. not that dense, but yeah. I've never That's, had that before. I mean, it's very much like it, the way that we talk about that is it's called an open crumb. So an open crumb is when you actually like cut a cross section of the dough. You see air pockets throughout, whereas on a traditional Napolitana style, you only have an open crumb on the crust. So with this one, you basically have a crust. The whole pizza is the crust. That's oh. where you get the crunch all the way through it. 
right? So, so it's basically you're just building on a, like a whole crust. You build yeah, yeah, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's where you get that crispy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this something that's new? Like, I, I'll phrase it differently. Like, is anyone else doing this here? Because I've never seen so, it. So <laughs> to my knowledge, I've never seen anybody do it in Toronto. It's, it's like that old saying, you know, like, once you buy a Ford, then you see them everywhere. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Uh, you know, now, like, somebody sent me a photo the other day. They're selling them frozen at Farm Boy. Really? Like, what the? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I was, I, but, I was in Farm Boy, so I didn't. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm glad I've you brought us some so we could actually taste it. Because yeah. it was, it, like, it, trying to imagine it without eating it, it'd be like. It's very okay, different. Yeah. It's totally. very unique. Because it's yeah. also really light, too, which is nice. Like, I just had, I probably had a full one. Yeah, if you think about between the two, I basically yeah, you ate the majority. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, George had like two, two small slivers. slivers, and there's like less than one left out of the two. So the mushroom one is the I like. I'm a big fan of mushroom pizzas. I know I said yeah. that before, but it's very different. Like it's yeah. different because even like I guess there's like the cream or something. Yeah, so sort. it's made with Taleggio cheese. That so. is am- amazing. Like awesome. honestly, amazing. It's yeah. Um, not just saying that we've actually like I said to you before as well. We have had you know a buddy of ours Ollie brought pizza recently, and I think. You know, parlor actually had it again on the weekend. I think they do a yeah. great pizza. Totally, but yeah, this yeah. is like very unique, and it honestly, like, if it wasn't that good, I'll tell you to your face yeah. that it wasn't. But I it, it is, that. it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's different, like nothing I've tried. And yeah, uh, yeah it's amazing. Uh, you would tell him to his face if you didn't like. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not I like correctly. That. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe like, don't be like. Calm, like but yeah. that's that's the difference. Like, if I didn't, <laughs> like, okay, if I I would, sorry, I wouldn't say like, hey, pizza's not good. Like, you know, you would. Use different words. Like, I'm not trying to bullshit you. I actually yeah, no, very I much enjoyed that. it. Like, but, I mean, that's why we did it, right? Because there's so many people like Parlor, like Piano Piano, like all these places that are doing really good pizza. So, you know, we were like, this is something that's interesting that nobody does here. Or maybe aside from Farm Boy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, it's somewhere where we could, like, expand and show people something that's a little different yeah. than the typical. So, yeah. Is it very popular? So, okay, what region is it? Rome. It's Rome? from Rome, yeah. And yeah. is it, like, is it common if you go, like, if I'm walking around Rome? Because we've been a few times. Even there, I don't think I've noticed, like. The more traditional in Rome is the trays. Right. Uh, this would be more like if you're in a restaurant. Okay. Do you know what it reminded me of? And it took me so long to really uh, to think about this. Like a focaccia sandwich almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of it gets that feeling. Do you know what I'm so talking about? That's what I said like when I first walked <laughs> in, I said that. Oh, did you? I li- I'm pretty sure I said it. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like focaccia, but it's oh, not. I, I missed like that. Like I said, it was like the Because when you were talking about pizza, like you're like rye and this and that, I was like, yeah. there's a bread that I'm thinking yeah. I couldn't, I, for some reason, I couldn't put my finger on it. And then yeah, it just hit yeah. me right I think there. I said like focaccia flatbread. I was trying to get the words out as well. But yeah, I think that's what it reminded me of. It's yeah. great, but it's different awesome. though because yeah, it's, it's unique, soft. right? Like that's the that's the thing, and I, I love Toronto because we have so many amazing restaurants oh here. God, like we our crazy. group chat, we're we starting to go boys' dinner once a month, and we try and do Ricky different. With the worst takes ever, but yeah. favorite restaurants. Don't yeah. even ask. we can't we can't <laughs> ask him because if he says he'll offend people. What is no? It's, I never said it was my favorite. <laughs> Some Whoa. bad taste. I just said I liked it. There was a restaurant that I said I liked that people didn't like. Oh boy. Anyways, yeah. Um, the name behind it, Amano. So I Ama- should know what that means, but I don't. By hand. Ah. Yeah, so Amano started probably four years ago about now. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to do this restaurant. Uh, I kind of worked around the city for a long time. Um, and it was always something that I always did was make pasta by hand. It's like what I grew up doing in my nona's basement. Um, so, yeah, so we like... We're Wait, so that's what you... Like growing up, you were always into... Like cooking. Yeah, that would I would say be like my thing. Like Francesco yeah. takes care of the pizza for the pizza for me. Uh and he kills it. Uh and like my thing is pasta. Like I teach pasta classes, you know, I, I 
usually have my hands buried deep in some dough. Uh, it's my favorite thing to make, wow. uh, making fresh pasta. So that was kind of how it started. And uh, we were opening up a restaurant in Union Station and we were trying to figure out a name. And my business partner uh, just was like, you know, he has an Italian. He's a he's French from France. Um, so a French, Italian, and a Polish person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. There's a joke yeah, there somewhere. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So he was talking. Don't know what the joke is, but there's, so you there's, know there's, you've there's heard something. that for sure. Something. Walking to a bar or pizza shop. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, no. So he just, you know, had an Italian buddy that used to always kind of use that phrase, and uh, he threw it out there, and I was like, "That's a great name. I love it." Yeah. So yeah, That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. What What age did you start like really getting in the learning to make? pasta so learning to make pasta like i don't know maybe seven wow <laughs> my uh, i've got a lot of cousins i'm an only well only child um but uh i've got a lot of cousins so we would like you know every sunday parents drop us off at nana's house and she had a little production facility in the basement and she'd be dropping off pasta to the whole neighborhood so I love it. It's like one yeah. one kid's mixing the mixing the dough, dough. next yeah, one's yeah. cutting them up next one's what do you call when you put it through the uh Thing that flattens it uh, press i don't know yeah well, i mean you're putting it through the like well traditionally is the matarello the, well there what is it called that, the matarello that's like the rolling pin yeah yeah no but then no, the, the actual machine yeah. is just like a sheeter okay sheeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think there's probably an italian name for it but i don't know i have no idea i've only made it i have maybe not, i don't even know if i've made i made pasta i don't think i have no, it's fun. It's uh, my parents like they do it like every now and then. Um, yeah, yeah. And my dad, like I said, is pretty good cook, but they've started doing it more recently. Now that like my dad's got like semi retired, mom's kind of retired, nice. they're whipping up recipes left, right, and center. I love which it. It's amazing for when we go over family dinners because like it's like a six course meal every time of like different things every time. And mm-hmm. um, that's one thing I've always wanted to do is like make actual like proper pasta, learn the right way to make it and everything. It's yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things that like there's a few tips and tricks to make it proper, but at the end of the day, it's just so therapeutic and like you yeah, know yeah. you spend a couple hours just rolling out some pasta. The, the best is when you see like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure young people do this too, but like the old nonni, they're yeah. literally doing it on their kitchen counter, nothing on top, no trays, no yeah, boards, yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's just nothing. crack the egg on the table. <laughs> you got the flour <laughs> around. You start making. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my grandfather actually, my mom's dad used to make it all the time, and I remember him making gnocchi because me and my brother used to love gnocchi as kids. And then at the end, you put the little finishing touch with the fork, and you oh, just like yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. press it a bit. Just reminds me of the Godfather, the, the, the third one though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not so good one. They're pressing them out. Yeah, they're not so good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what uh, if you had to make one type of pasta, or I mean, even any dish right now to mm-hmm. impress somebody? Like you, like one one thing. What is the best? What do you What are you known for? What's your specialty? I would say, I guess, like this is back before uh, you know. I've got uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, even I did it with her too, but, uh, my go-to for a date would be, uh, we'd make agnolotti di zucca, which is just like a stuffed pasta made with squash yeah. in like a brown butter sauce. We use amaretti cookies and sage. So it's like you're putting cookies on a pasta. It's a little sweet. It's got the nuttiness. It's, it's kind of fun too. Cause you're like in the kitchen making stuffed pasta. Yeah. It's a good one to impress. Okay. Do you sell it? Anywhere? So it's it's on the menu right now at the restaurant, okay. uh, but it'll be off probably in the next like month or so. It's usually seasonal. Only, yeah, yeah. It's okay, seasonal. So you got a month to go try it out, people. Exactly, Honestly, I might have exactly. to go because that's so like to me that's bizarre. I mean, like I guess I said before, I'll eat anything, but like a little Co- bit of cookies on thing. That's it's it's it's, 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 out, like, there. it's, it's out there. It's out there. I had a buddy of mine that uh, we used to work together at a restaurant on Harvard Street, and it's called Splendido back in the day. 
Um, I know the name. It's now Piano Piano. Oh, okay. Um, so we were working together, and he's from Northern Italy. He came and he made it for me one time, and I ate. I was like, "You're putting fucking cookies on a can I swear? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like, you're putting cookies on a pasta. Like, what the hell? And um, you know, I just tasted it for the first time, and I was like, this is bananas. Like, it's because the cookies aren't like super sweet. They're like bitter almond. They have that like nuttiness, but the touch of sweet. It's like it's incredible. I gotta try it now. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Anytime, you guys let me know. Well, oh, I appreciate it. it. <laughs> yeah, now, uh, <laughs> like uh, I was just talking to my girlfriend before, and like we've started now. Like we were always, we weren't like not going out to not go. Out. We just like started. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a new year. Let's like get healthy. Let's like. I mean, she's super healthy, but I'm like, let's like stay in. Whatever, work out all this stuff. So we didn't go. We haven't eaten out lot, a lot lately. But now that like things are like back to normal, like, let's get out as yeah, much yeah. as we can. So. For sure. Trying a bunch of different places, so I'm definitely yeah. gonna. Uh, we got an invitation always. Yeah, yeah. For sure. George, <laughs> yeah. what's your go-to to cook dish? Oh, somebody asked me this recently. Because really? who are we talking to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, talking to my friends, the uh, the Lutners. We're, do- we're eating with them. Anyways, I I honestly don't know what my go-to is. Because you cook a lot too. Yeah, I, like there's nothing that I'm super good at. I and I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm good at everything. I'm not. I'm like okay at like whatever. Yeah. So it depends what mood I'm in. I probably should have a signature Greek dish because I'm Greek. And I actually, like, um, I was talking to my girlfriend about it because they asked us and she was there. And she's like, yeah, you don't really have any. You make a bunch of stuff. So I don't have one now, but I'm going to yeah. be good at one. And I think What's I it going to be? Um, it, the Greek version of it is pita. It's spanakopita essentially, yeah, yeah. but it's a different style. It's more like, right, cool. to honestly equate it something, it's like Roman pizza. Love it. Because it's like you make it in a big sheet. And like there's like it's like filo, but it's more layered where the, and it's there's no like it's not wrapped. It's just like almost like yeah, like um I don't know explain it's more crunch it's honestly it would equate to kind of yeah. this like more crunchy and hard, a little bit like not burnt but really Flaky, dark brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then the flake in the inside, more Amazing. feta cheese to spinach ratio. It's my favorite thing probably to eat. My my mom's my my both my parent my uh, both my grandmothers were like insane. Like they were incredible at it. My dad's sister carried on the tradition and still makes it. My mom's is pretty good. Mom, sorry, like you know, we've talked about this. Hers is like good. It's not. It's still a little yeah. thing in there, but that's what I'm gonna learn to make. I love it. Yeah, so that's, that's what awesome. I'm gonna get after. I actually, yeah. uh, like, I really lately have, through the past maybe year, I grew up liking to cook from like mm-hmm. a very, very, very young age. Um, like when I was like seven, I'd probably start. Was when I first started. Like I would sneak down in the morning, cook like bacon and eggs, and bring it to my parents in bed. Like I was just like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just really thought it was cool. I love it. Um, but then, like, as I got older, I got lazier a little bit. And I still always could cook. I just got lazy and, like, I didn't – I don't know. I would just, like, start cooking. I get bored while I'm cooking or get, it's, like, yeah, you know, stop. Yeah, it's like – yeah, it's a lot, man. Like, it's, you, it's you exhausting. Gotta, like, clean up, too, and, like, yeah. you know. I would, like, get drowsy while I was cooking. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like oh, it's, it's good. It's, it's therapeutic, like, a little yeah, bit to yeah. clean uh, to cook. But anyways, I like, through the pandemic and, and, and being inside a lot – and obviously, like, you know, so my girlfriend and I met August 2020. So, like, right in the middle of things open and then went back to close. So, like, mm-hmm. we couldn't go on dates, couldn't go to restaurants, couldn't do anything. So, I was like, okay, let's just cook stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I, like, now just cooking regularly. You know what? I the thing Sorry, is that's my cooking. story of what <laughs> I'm going to My story of what I'm going to be good at, not uh, what I am good at. The, uh, the thing about cooking <laughs> is when you're, when you're with someone, cooking is therapeutic and it's fun and it, you, can yeah. make, you can make it exciting. When you're cooking by yourself, like 
so many people ask me, it's like, what, what do I cook? I, I'm alone. I eat meals by myself probably 90% of the week. Oh, my God, yeah. So it's like, I, I literally, I don't remember the last time I fully cooked a meal. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I'll go to the store, I buy three heads of lettuce, three avocados, a, a ready-made chicken, yeah. and some salad toppings. And I'll have ch- salad and chicken for three meals in a row. 100%. Or I'll that's... make, like, sandwiches. I, like, I prepare food. I don't actually make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, because it's like, okay, I will, to do pasta. Pasta's easy for Italians. I got good homemade sauce. Yeah, yeah, So if you have good sauce, that's half the battle now. 100%. Because you can yeah, buy yeah. decent store-made uh, store pasta, right? Yeah. And a, lot all of places, a lot of places now, like, rest, like our supermarkets do like they'll do fresh like yeah. it's still gonna be probably more uh, mass yeah. produced but it's still but it's yeah, still yeah if you go to like your local really bakery, good dry ones too yeah if you yeah, go to your yeah. local bakery you can get good pasta and then the thing is if you have good sauce that's 80 percent of the battle probably yeah, right for sure well the thing is i don't like made pasta because like okay so you gotta you actually have to boil the pasta blah blah so there's one pot right yeah then you gotta strain it there's another thing then the sauce another pot. okay well I've di- I've made a mess of like six or seven dishes and to, you're just to eat yourself. my one thing. Mind <laughs> you, it took me fifteen minutes, twenty minutes to make another ten to make. Yeah, like, this is annoying. But when you're with someone, it's nice and it's funny because we used yeah. to cook all the time at Western. Well, maybe not me. Well, individually, we did. I always cooked university. Yeah. I cooked a lot. Yeah. Wait, you guys uh, went to Western? Yeah, yeah we both went did to Western. Well? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. but uh, but actually, they're actually at the restaurant right now. My friends from high school all went to Western. Uh, so what, what, we're the same age. We're th- I'm third. Well, turning 32. 32. Yeah, we're 90s. Okay, so I'm 87. Who are your buddies then? Just well, they're girls. Uh, oh, okay. Caitlin Martin, Sam Iarello. I don't know. You'd probably Ricky I knows. Know, maybe if you saw him, you'd recognize yeah, maybe him. I saw him. Yeah, yeah I'll, we'll, I'll show you after. Maybe oh. yeah. oh. hey, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they get Ricky, Ricky knows everybody in Toronto. <laughs> I, was, uh, <laughs> I can always eat more. No I'm kidding. Hilarious. Can't eat more today. My di- I had no. dinner before I got here actually. Oh jeez. And then I ended up eating that whole pinza. <laughs> yeah. Um, where yeah. were we before that question? I don't we were talking about what, what's your what's your go-to thing to make? I don't really have one, but if I chicken salad. <laughs> no, like probably chicken stir, like chicken stir fry. But nice. by stir fry, I mean like mushrooms and peppers. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, pr- maybe half That's an fair. onion or something. I have a yeah. question I want to ask because okay. we have a chef here finally. Yeah. Um, we have a debate. Like I, I like, I'm also okay. Like for the preface, I'm a very, I guess, I get irritable with things that I see that I don't think are necessarily proper. Proper yeah. is very subjective. Yeah. But I guess like generally accepted like etiquette or principles. Let's put it that way. So. I want to ask you a question. What is like if you have a plate full of food, let's say you have a steak, salad, some some veggies and like yep. potatoes, whatever, a bunch of different things. Yeah. Like what is the proper or how do you eat? Like what is proper like table etiquette to appreciate <laughs> food? Like will you eat them? Yeah. And like will you have a piece of steak and like try the steak and then yeah. vegetables? Or will you take like cut the steak, take a scoop of that, push some like let salad on top and like eat like will you mix things together? So uh, in that scenario, I think you want to try everything first and then you design like there's this guy in New York. He's a chef. He always says design the bite. So you like build it up and you make yourself one perfect little bite off of everything. The only thing I would say on that mix that you said is salad. Salad's got to go at the end of the meal. Yeah, it's very Italian. Italian. So you eat salad after. So, yeah, because I grew up salad at the end. But every restaurant... Even Italian restaurants in the city, salad goes always first. first. It's, it's so weird because in like when you're actually in Italy, they'll never salads your your end. Yeah, 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 always because right? it helps with digestion. Yeah. right? but uh, I never knew it, that. And it's funny that he says that, eh? Because I guess we're both technically right in that answer. Some yep. people do it first, but I like that designing your bite. Design That's your what bite. I hate that because I design justify bite. Ricky. <laughs> he is the worst. I've said this on this podcast before. Uh, we've been best friends since like 
I don't know, 10, ten a decade. Yeah, yeah, and I long. cannot st- hold on. I got to pause for a second. Um, but yeah, I basically mash all my food. Not all of them. Like, again, I don't do yeah. hot yeah. and colds. No, I cannot no, no. stand yeah. watching the way this guy eats his food. Like, we can go to like, uh, you go to a Michelin star restaurant. Rick's gonna fucking <laughs> like you're scooping things together. Yeah, like yeah. absolutely. I mean, blossoms. in that case, I'd say like hold up. Oh well, yeah, maybe. Know. But like, yeah, the best example is Mandarin. Like oh, you know, yeah. you have like. Yeah, but that's also garbage. You have food. ten, like, <laughs> you have ten no different things on your plate. I like, I like Mandarin. Yeah, you have like ten different things. My favorite bite is that like last four or five bites of that plate when you've got yeah. like. All those different everything. things. It's like, no, I don't even know what I'm tasting at this, but it's just delicious because I designed my bite so perfectly. There you go. Yeah. You got it. You got it. <laughs> See, it's different. Okay. Like, that's in fairness. Like, if you're eating like Chinese food, not, sorry, nothing is Chinese food. There's good Chinese food. But if you're eating like at like a buffet or something, okay. Uh, the noodles are not handmade and like they're super like fine or whatever. Like, it's literally like boxed foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you go to a nice restaurant, anything like that's decently like ups, whatever, like that's good quality. People that put care into their food like you, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. they appreciate their craft. The way that I've been brought up, and maybe because my dad was like worked in and had restaurants and like he's a big fan of, like French cuisine and all that stuff. It's like the proper mm. way is like you eat bits and pieces, like you eat it in like f- for in what order? it is. Because yep. historically speaking, to my knowledge, someone can fact check me if they want, but like mashing these together is like what like shepherd's pie is. Like no disrespect to shepherd's pie, I fucking love it. Yeah. But it's it was like all the old crappy food you pile together so it eliminates like it blends the tastes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no so waste. You you, no, no. So you don't taste the like it'll be like moldy, stale, or like half eaten. Yeah, and you yeah, mash yeah. it and put it in a filo because then you don't realize it's shit. You feed it to peasants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what shepherd's pie yeah. was invented, right? So like, that's fair. That's yeah, why I, mean, I can't just. I, I don't know why it bugs me so much, and I yeah. should because everyone, if you're happy, eat whatever you want. But For I see sure. it. I'm I, like, I hate that. I, I think it's. I think it, the big problem is like if you're having a meal that has so many different things, right? Where you go For to sure. like a fancy like Michelin star restaurant, it'll be a composed dish that's kind of meant to be eaten that way. Yeah. yeah so I think it really depends. Like if I'm eating like a, a steak and it's like dripping the steak juices on the potatoes, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, okay like with that. that to me is okay. But I will like I won't cut a steak, put some potato on, like eat it. Like that to <laughs> me, I can't. Fi- see, I don't I'm, know. I'm the complete opposite. I'm like. A steak, I'll, I'll have my little piece. Okay, yeah. the potato goes on. Maybe a small piece of asparagus too, yeah, just to yeah. top it off. Okay, wait, so I have a different question on this thing. So let's say you got a piece of steak. Also, I eat like I'm like 500 pounds. Like, <laughs> if you just heard me eating, you'd it's like this guy's it's not, 500 pounds. It's very hard. To even like, even after I got my nose fixed, I still eat like I'm 500. Yeah, pounds. it's it's tough. It's a tough listen. It's a tough listen. Yeah. I don't I, on I that go, same I don't topic, know how I go on dinner dates. <laughs> so, if you have a good steak. Decent steak, whatever. You go to a store, you buy like a, you know, a New York strip, 16 ounce. How are you going to season it? Like, what are you going to do to it before you put it on the grill or the pan and whatever you're going to make it with? Uh, me? And I, yeah. uh, I just do oil, uh, usually just oil and then salt and pepper. Okay, just wanted to ask. I feel like yeah. you're, for some but, reason I would have taken you for a guy that like just like puts all the sauces on. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I was used to, when I was a kid. Yeah, okay. not a yeah, kid. Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. in, in university, oh, yeah, whatever salad dressing I had in the fridge. Like, yeah, yeah. You there, salad dressing yeah, on put, steak. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm I did. Tell, I'm, tell, I, I, I'm salt and pepper the whole way, but yeah. I will say when I was a kid, my mom, she's Polish from Poland, um, there was this one thing she would make where she would take pieces of chicken. And she would take zesty Italian like craft dressing yeah. and soak the chicken in it, and then barbecue it. It was 
amazing. Really? Yeah. They're like unreal. Okay, so I'm gonna hate You hate Rick for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it, it was like <laughs> my chef's telling me that. I, then I, I was like, I mean, like. I mind you, I haven't had it since I was like yeah. twelve. But when your kid, uh, it's not like I it was like, <laughs> was like this is amazing. When what I is was this? Uh, when I was in university, because <laughs> so what we do, there was four of us. It was me, my roommate Dave, another roommate Fusco, and my brother John. We'd go grocery shopping every other Monday, and okay. we'd spend like we'd get enough food to last two weeks. So we'd do ten meals, ten main dinners, yeah. and then it, everyone got their own snacks. But our bill was like eight hundred bucks every time. It's two weeks for people. Yeah, yeah so it's not bad. When you actually average it out, it's not bad. It's two hundred bucks for two weeks of food. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We do okay. So today we're doing pork chops. All right. So we got the pork chops. We took them out of the fridge. Okay, let's marinate them. Grab like three mass of those like big size Ziploc bags. Okay, salt and pepper. Okay, uh, well, Dave, what do we got in the fridge? Okay, Frank's Red Hot. Okay, let's throw some of that in there. Uh, you know, you think balsamic balsamic vinegar goes with this? Ah, let's try it today. Why not? <laughs> I hate and then that you get so older, much, and then you realize, yeah. like, okay, like you got a twenty dollar piece of steak. You can't take your chances with yeah, fucking but Frank's Red Hot, right? Like, <laughs> and that's what you know. It's like okay, like oil. Yeah, salt, pepper. salt pepper and you know i use the pink uh, himalayan salt nice, nice i don't know if it makes a difference or not yeah, it's good to use i just bought some fleur, fleur what's it called fleur de sel nah, yeah. just bought some the other day nailed it for making what is it it's just like thicker you it's like fin- it's like finishing salt oh, so okay. like oh, it's like salt bait kind of yeah shit. so like if you go to if you oh go wait to, sorry do you put it on the you put it on the end or if you put fleur de sel you should use it at the end i, I mean did. if you're Thank cooking you with me that if you were cooking with fleur de sel i'm coming over to your house like that's now you rich eh no, you bought this. I did. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that? That's a 20, 26 no, no, I, I just bought it. I didn't use it yet. I actually bought it and I took it. So I actually bought oh, it at Farm Boy. Yeah, and I took a it Farm uh, Boy. Shut up. Like a rich, eh? <laughs> no, so, well, I don't know how much salt this guy. I always buy my salt. Greeks are known for salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sea salt. And I always buy the big things at Costco, the Greek, yeah. whatever. I don't know how much it could cost, but I, and like, so whatever, like five Doesn't times. Doesn't even there. check the bill. Uh, <laughs> 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 It's a three three pack at Costco. I don't fucking know what it costs. But I saw I was at I spent $35 on salt. No, 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 no. My dad maybe not. I don't spend that. But But I uh, I went to I was at farm but I saw it on the counter because I was at the the butcher shop. They don't the meat was man, whatever. But I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. But I thought Mm. it was like the I thought fluor the salt, whatever is like is for so like, this could be something different. Okay. So there's they like, it that. There, there's sel de garon, which it's is like bad. a Celtic gray sea salt. Okay. That's used for like if you're gonna cook it on a steak. Oh. Fleur de sel is what you put on after. after. So that's the one it is. I'm from remember correctly when I read yeah, the label. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. Like if you go to but my I haven't house, used it. Yeah. You go to my house. There's I think I have like nine different kinds of salt. Really? So yeah, yeah. Like I've got like a. I think I have like three or four, but yeah. yeah. So what's the main difference? So obviously there's like regular table salt. List them first ones you have again. Yeah. So like the ones that I have, I have like a fine, just like Mediterranean style sea salt. That's and that's your like put on everything. Yeah, like you use it for like salad dressing stuff like that. Sel de Garonne, which is like a coarser gray Celtic sea salt, um, that I use for like you know if I was gonna barbecue a steak. Seasoning a broth. It's also like good for if you're doing like cleanses and stuff like that. Wait, sorry. Um, why is it good for cleanses? It like apparently helps purify your system if you like dilute it in some water. If you drink, so I know this. I heard a story about it. So salts. If you're doing like keto or fasting, yeah, you put yeah. salt in your water. If you put too much salt in your water, I don't know how the science works, but it basically like takes it out not this side the back side <laughs> so it flushes everything out yeah, yeah, yeah so if you put salt in your water don't put too much salt or you're going to be stuck in the toilet yeah, yeah. but yeah so then i got that i've got like a 
a black volcanic salt that's like uh that's a little bit smoky so like if you were finishing like uh you know you're doing like a ceviche you could finish it with that and you get the little bit of smokiness on the fish i used to work in a mexican restaurant for like four years um because we're at three yeah uh what else i have a malden salt which is like a flaked sea salt similar to fleur de sel it's just a brand name uh then i have a like cabernet and few that was like a gift i don't really oh this is the rich rich salt eh? that's the rich salt yeah i don't know but you know this point like i just fucking rich salt that's it i just keep it in a dish people come over i'm like like, hey look how rich i am Uh, but yeah i think that's you know you're you know you got money you got nine salts you You got a salt for like every day of the week plus a couple extra if you're feeling yeah but the biggest thing don't use table salt let's tell everybody don't use it for like Do anything. not, yeah. T- iodized table salt, that's garbage. Uh, it's bad for you. It I don't even know what salt It doesn't even is. taste like anything. Yeah, yeah. It's I know Elaine place. and Frank's, I got the nice pink salt. That's the Himalayan, right? The Himalayan's Himalayan, really good. yeah. Like, yeah. I have the Himalayan in just like a block. Uh, you know what's yeah. weird? I was literally just going to ask that. Do you have any salts that come in like a rock and you like yeah. chip away at it or something? Yeah, I mean, like Himalayan's used in like, fa- like you want to talk like fancy, fancy restaurants? Like, you could take like, uh, say, like a loin of, like yellowfin tuna slice it thin lay it on the salt slab and serve it to somebody like that and it'll actually season it from like sitting on don't they also do steak where they like they heat the block and they put it on top yep yeah Yeah. i'm so glad we ate or else i'd be starving right now (laughs) just like talking about food like this mental fortitude brother i I haven't haven't really eaten yet i have zero when it comes to food like if I see it, I eat it. Even yeah, though yeah, when yeah. I'm completely full, I'm the same. I still have to eat. I'm the same. We were at, uh, I don't think I told this yet on the pod. We were at his house for um, Super Bowl. And I happened to show up on time because I think we were together. Yeah, we had a podcast. Yeah. So I happened to be one of the first people there. Well, they got the charcuterie board, you know, like a grown-up party. Yeah. So I sit I'm down. A, I'm a honest. That's one thing I'm very proud yeah. of. Yeah. I, like, yeah, you, you, myself, you, my girlfriend as well. Like yeah. we, like, so you we moved both on like from like yeah. just bags of Doritos? For, for, yeah. You come to a pre at my place before we go out? Nah, yeah. I'm going to cheese boutique and get like five there, cheese. Yeah, I there's spend like, more on the cheese than he does on the pizza. Yeah, I don't even bring pizza. It's like, the one thing I always have is like, I got nice ice cubes. You come to my condo. I got nice free. It's I got nice ice cubes. No, because I got the nice big ones, you know, like people come yeah, and you yeah, like yeah. buy those like shit bags of ice on the yeah, like little okay, crab okay, ones. Okay. I got the nice cubes. Like, that's nice, what, nice. You come in my condo, I always got cubes, but that's all. <laughs> I didn't even worst, have chase. That's the worst. I didn't have ever. chase half the time, uh, but I always have like booze and tequila, whatever. So we get yeah, to yeah. George's. So I sit down like pregame. I'm just basically sitting at this table by myself. Oh, I'm like charcuterie board. Yeah, let me have a piece of prosciutto. I told you off air, prosciutto's my yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I have a piece of prosciutto. Ah, let me have Ooh, a. Yeah. Let me have a. Yeah, you had. You had prosciutto. I'm, I don't remember. Anyways, one hundred percent. He's a rich guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone probably brought it because I don't think I bought it because I was actually trying to save money. <laughs> I bought like a big like salami like in Costco and yeah, then yeah, I bought yeah, the prosciutto. Yeah. So, so I, I had some of those this and I don't, I'm not a big cheese guy. But I'm like, ah, oh, it's there or whatever. Let me crack a little piece of cheese. Yeah. Well, then he's got the vegetable platter. Okay, let me have a little bit of vegetables. Then, you know, you, you know when you eat enough of the charcuterie board. You know, it's been 10 minutes. I've been snacking on this. I had more than a plate already of this charcuterie yeah. Well, you know, 20 minutes go by, 30 minutes go by, 4 minutes. People are already arriving. Nobody's eating it. Yeah. He's sitting right in front of me still. I haven't moved yet. Yeah. Ah, let me grab another little of this. I think I finished more than half the charcuterie board myself. Yeah, because by the time we made, like, pulled pork, 
like ribs, all this stuff. Like nobody ate. There's chicken wings. Fucking each. I'm like guys. Like we're here for the game's five hours long. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. snacks. I would. Oh I, I had the chicken wings. I had the salad. Chicken wings are terrible. It's my worst wing. That might be yeah. one of the things I'm actually. That might be one thing that I'm my dish that I make really really well is chicken wings. Like they're not nice. super hard. Yeah. But the ones at Super Bowl yeah, sucked. You did not do I butchered them. They, they no. They weren't terrible. Just yeah. Yeah. chicken wings like are are there. one of those things that's like probably one of the most comfort foods for me. Yeah, for sure. And it's like you can go real bad with chicken. Wings. What's your go to chicken wing? I mean, my restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, we just uh, we just put some new wings on that are pretty are fire. They? Uh, they're like a fire bread, me up. They're, they're, they're like a breaded wing. Uh, I'm not typically usually That's a, a breaded guy. Yeah. Union chicken. Okay. Um, typically, what I do is I actually steam my wings first. So I do them like Korean style fried chicken. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, but our fried chicken at Union Chicken is so popular that people wanted breaded wings. So like I basically just did our fried chicken and some chicken wings, and they're, they're pretty fire. Wow. Ah. So, yeah. I'm uh, yeah more of like a grill. St. Louis is grilled, right? Gr- I think they're you have not- the option like grilled. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't go breaded often. Really? I yeah. always go breaded. No, because I think St. Louis is not standard. Like I also oh, I mean, say, St. Louis. I haven't I eaten the wings in a lot of places, and yeah, I'm actually yeah. gonna go. I'll go to Union to try them because yeah. I like. I, it, I will say Duff's though, like yeah, if duff. I'm I like ordering, had... I, I I like I order Duff's every once. See, in a but while. I can't I order chicken them. wings. I hate. Oh, it's terrible. So like when you get delivery terrible. chicken wings, I don't know if it's because of the steam from the box. Yeah. It yeah. just I, honestly, I, I don't you, like ordering many foods from many places. There, there's not a lot of food that travels like when we opened uh, Amano, like there was no takeout. Like we were like, you know, it's pizza and pizza is like probably the most common takeout food there is. We were like, it's it's just not the same. So like, we it want you to eat it here. Yeah, right. So it's tough because you know it's a pandemic and people want. Yeah. I know another home, pizza right? joint so. that did it as well. I won't mention them because it's not. We're talking about you here today, so yeah. I'm not gonna get a free plug. <laughs> but I've heard that before. They don't because it's a certain way they want it. They don't want it to like turn out a certain way when it goes when it's delivered. Exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, shit, what was I gonna say? Um, for, I forget the point I was gonna make. Um, anyways, <laughs> not. What were, you, what were you talking about? Oh, um, wings? Chicken, no. wings. chicken wings. No, they don't travel well because yeah, sorry. In the box. Yeah. This I'm gonna talk about this place because I have a bone to pick. <laughs> I will. I Uh-oh. have made a point that I and sorry if anyone eat, likes wild wings, but I'll never order from wild wings again. Mm-hmm. I did it because they were like in there are a lot of around the area where I live, like a few of them. Yeah. yeah. Every time I've ordered, it usually wings they, they take a, for some reason they take longer. I don't know. It's like 45, 40 to 50 minutes usually. Every time I, you order like a wing place on, on Uber Eats or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ordered from this place, Wilding, this one location. I know exactly what you And it took like two hours. I, I called. I was like, hey, like, is the food coming? It's been like an hour. They're like, oh, yeah, it's coming up. I'm like, okay, so it should be here in like five minutes, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Another 30. I'm like, hey, guys, like, is it coming? They're like, oh, the driver's here now. I was like, like okay, first of all, they're, you're lying, whatever. Then it arrives and it's like, I'm talking ice cold. I'm like, this is like, was it made in Sydney? I don't even understand. So I was like, okay, never ordered from there again. Then I tried another one. I was like, give them the benefit of the doubt. There's another one in the area. Another one. Yeah, the yeah. same thing happened. And like they also like wings are expensive. Wings aren't oh like God, yeah. in terms of like what you're getting. I know it's like a you know you get a pound of meat, but like it's it's pretty it's a lot pretty, of bone, pretty pricey. Yeah, yeah, pretty pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, if you order wild wing, you know, good luck. I'm not gonna. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Union <laughs> Chicken is the only place I will go now. There you <laughs> go. Well, yeah, man. Appreciate Honestly, that. I have go. to go down because I and it, I like I. The, Kind of, a sh- I'm kind of ashamed to see it. Like I've, like I said before, I spent like time down yeah. there, but I'm always in and out for like work and moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually haven't eaten at many places in in like the food court in Union Station. I think like I've gotten McDonald's one time. Like yeah. I, and there's some like you know it's really cool what they did. A lot of like great for places. Sure. You guys had some of the first there, which is yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's a big thing that people forget. 
uh, or, or maybe not forget. They just don't even know because it's so new. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's four years now, but like through the pandemic and all the construction, like I feel like most people in Toronto are like Union Station. Like I'm not going there. It's just yeah. it's a mess. Right. But now this they've done such a great job and like there's still more development coming. But the way it's set up, like if you lived in, uh, I don't know, like Mississauga and you were going to a Raptor game, you could literally hop on the go train, go in sit at the restaurant, have a fried chicken sandwich and a beer, and then walk to the game, go back, go back, go into your car, and you probably never even need to wear a jacket because yeah. you don't even have to go outside. I was literally just going to say, next time before we go to a game, we'll go by. We're going to go. Yeah, just, we go quite, yeah, quite yeah, a Yeah, just bit. let me know. You're you're than I do now, but yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta, well, I just, because now games are back, I think as of March 1st, it's full capacity. Full capacity, yeah, 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 yeah I so. believe so, yeah. Somebody, so regardless, Somebody. It's, it's I mean, true. already it's, it's back up to 50 at least. Yeah, so. yeah it's back yeah, up to yeah. 50 now. Starting, uh, I think last no, last it was this week. I think started started fifty, or maybe it was last. It was last last Thursday. Yeah. I think because I think, yeah. and also you guys probably both know the answers. I think Union Station is one of the most high traffic areas. Like not even just like subway stations. Like one of the most high traffic areas in Canada. Yeah, it's, it's the, the it's busy. It's the, I think the busiest, right? I think it's them. I can't. I don't remember if it's them or Pearson, but it might be them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's it's like. It, it's nuts. Man. Interchangeable, but yeah, it's a lot yeah. of people. Obviously, now it's probably a lot slower. Well, maybe yeah. not. Now. I mean, through the pandemic, it was like it was eerie some days, like ghost town. But uh, no, like before pandemic, pre-game, pre-concert, pre any of that stuff, it was like it's bananas. Like yeah, it's like herding cattle, just like people running crazy, and it's gonna get bigger Wild. and busier. And I think to your point, like I, I it ha- does still have probably that like that maybe preconceived notion like people are rushing in and out like no one's gonna stop in Toronto you're not used to sitting in like a subway station to like to totally. eat a good meal which is interesting because somewhere like New York City yeah. somewhere like Tokyo somewhere yeah, like all these huge. big metropolitan yeah. cities so I've actually like and I know this because I, when I was traveling a lot like I actually like went into um uh what's the what's the one that uh, in New York what's it called Grand Central Grand Central, Grand Central. they have gotcha. like Shake Shack inside they have oh, yeah, the rest yeah, yeah. well pretty like Similar to like what we have now. And this is not going back a couple of years. Even yeah. like Tokyo on the subway station, like we were yeah, eating yeah. like some like the best sushi that I've it, had. And it's, it's like the, we were lined up to get in. Oh, 100%. Grand Central has got some like high, Top high notch. end restaurants yeah, yeah. in the station. Like it's wild. Is it uh, Tokyo that, or uh, where is it that has the Michelin star faux place or uh, not faux? Um, it's pronounced faux. Ra- wrong, whatever. Ramen place. I actually had this conversation today. <laughs> really? Yeah. I hate saying it. I say full. Yeah. I feel like a kind of a what, bit of a one of my chef. Chef. It's like Ibiza, Ibiza. Yeah. yeah. What, one of my chefs, he's Vietnamese. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was hanging out with my mom for uh, for family day and she made me some pho. And I was like, did, did you right just way to say it? And I was like, that's not how you say it. He's like, no, no I was just trying to translate for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's a good okay. one. Oh, okay. That's 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 you know what's funny though? But again, it's one of those words like Ibiza. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. yeah if you're like, in Spain, you feel arrogant doing yeah, it, right? Yeah, you're like, oh, am I being an asshole? Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. it's like, because like we get, like you say, fuck, yeah, we get your culture. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah, even to Ibiza. The ramen place? The ramen place. Wasn't it in a subway station in Japan? The place Tokyo? No, remember we were talking because we were gonna go to this Michelin star ramen. Probably, like, Jap- uh, I think it's oh, after. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a little, sh- it's a little hut or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's probably in Tokyo. Yeah. I think it's Japan. I don't know if it's Italy or France. I think France is the most Michelin stars, and then I think it's Japan after that. I believe. That like I had one correct. of the best. The uh, I'll just on that topic. The best meal. 
it's up for debate. Like that year I took it, I traveled the world. I was like, near the end of it after I was lived, done living the backpacker life, staying in hostels. I had buddies mm-hmm. come meet me at different places and like, oh, got to do some nice restaurants. <clears throat> I was fortunate to eat at, at, I think, a total of, through the whole trip, like three or four Michelin star restaurants. Right. Damn. <laughs> one of them, honestly, one of them, one of them nearly bankrupt me. Like it was, yeah. it was all, but, but the and then he went to two more. <laughs> Man, I'm on fire this episode. But uh, <laughs> one of the best meals that I've ever eaten still to this day was, uh, I think it was called Sushi Masuda, if I'm not mistaken. It was in Tokyo. Yeah. And the chef that opened it, it was like two years old when he went. And if you watch, you ever seen um, Jiro, Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you watch that, the guy who's making the rice, doing the rice, his rice chef during that documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I guess, I think it's Masuda. I, can't, I might be mixing the name up with another place, but. He's like Masuda. So he opened the oh. Michelin star restaurant. The day he had opened, it got two Michelin stars, like straight to two, like right oh, away. Amazing. Um, Not like insanely hard to do. It's, it's very hard, yeah, like, yeah. I guess. I'm a, I don't know for sure. Like It, it it's, is. It's like, I, I mean, there's an argument to be made that like Michelin stars are what they used to be. For sure. But like to give you context, we have zero in Canada. That's like, actually yeah. what I actually <laughs> want to ask you about, like about that as well. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, even like this story is not really important to wrap it up. It's like, we ate there. And I thought that was my first, I think, Michelin star restaurant I went to. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents there went for my birthday, whatever. We went down. And I, was, I was like, didn't know what to expect. Because you hear like, you know, Michelin star, it's going to be very more like about the gastronomic experience, more about the show than the food. I can tell you, I've never been more, like I couldn't, we couldn't finish the meal. Like it was just, mm-hmm. they would bring out the small plates, two pieces at a time. And it was like 20 pieces. Oh yeah. But it was, uh, how do we get on this point? Anyways, it was like the coolest experience that I've had. And I'd never seen like them so strict, <coughs> so strict about how you have to eat it. You would do whatever. No, out. see, but that's they what I was just going to say. Because, no, because <laughs> they put, they put one thing on the dish. No, like they'll yeah. put it, but here's the thing. It's sushi. They'll, they'll walk up and they'll like baste it in soy. Like don't dip in the soy sauce. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes with like one little item on the plate. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's what you, that's how yes, you're supposed yes. to eat. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like my food all comes on the same plate, man. <laughs> they want me to design my plate. <laughs> well, okay, or else just give me one thing on plate. You know what? Like yeah. some steakhouses just give you the steak on the plate. That's how they should. Yeah. You know, like Harbor Sixty. You know, you you just get the steak. You get the steak. Everything's on the sides. Yeah. You go to the keg. It's all on one plate. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me why. Mike's got my back here. But that's, anyway, yeah. no. But that's, speaking of sushi, have you guys been? I mean, it's it unfortunately closed recently. But okay. did you ever go to Skippa? Oh no, I heard of. I, I friends told me amazing things. Oh, it's like where, where was it? So it was on uh, Harvard, uh, almost oh, yeah, at yeah. Ossington. Did it close the, down? Yeah, I think he's gonna move to Japan. Sorry, Harbor and Ossington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Dovercourt area, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, like Castellum area. Does, doesn't Ossington run north and south? So it's Harbor. No, Harbord. Harbord. Oh, Harbord? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Harbord is by um, UFT. Runs like UFT. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that. So but like, Ian, okay. uh, who ran it, his first uh, kitchen job was working with me at Grand Electric. So I was the wow. exec chef for Grand Electric for a while, and he that was his first job in a kitchen. Uh, Colin, the owner of Grand Electric, hired him, and he worked his way up and then worked for Sushi Kaji and then went to Japan and all this stuff. But wow. he does that. Like That was the whole experience. You sit at the sushi bar. He puts the sushi and he says dip or no dip, and you can't you don't use chopsticks. You use your hand and like wow. It's a whole and he, and different you, and experience. And he's, he's moving to Japan now. I think so. so his wife's Japanese. Oh cool. Uh, they just had a kid. Uh, I think like a year ago or two years ago. 
Uh, and he was like, last I heard, he was just like, you know, if my food's good enough, it should be good enough for Japan. So wow, good for him. And he's like, I respect that. He's a, he's a white dude from <laughs> Barbados. So <laughs> a white well, dude from Barbados making Japanese food in Japan. Hold on, that's, yeah. that's yeah. actually Yo, interesting because yeah. I'll never forget this episode. Have you, have you seen Chef's Table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the guy, uh, Ivan Ramen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ram, Ivan Ramen. Yeah. He's a Jew- Jewish guy making ramen in Japan. And got a Michelin. Yeah, I yeah, think he was got, maybe one. I don't know if it was one or three. I think it's only one. One mission star. Three, three is like next. Three is the best, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. The three is the like, highest. And there's only like a handful of them in the world, isn't there? There's a again there's to your point. Like, like it's different than it used to be. There's probably more today because like are we talking yeah. hundreds or thousands? No, maybe. like like less than a hundred. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. And then two stars. Maybe. There's maybe thousands. One star. There's tens of thousands. No, I wouldn't say oh, that no? many. No, 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 not. It's and like, like for example, so, there's 90s. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say. So like one, the classification typically is just you have amazing food. Two is you have like exceptional service and the quality of the food is also amazing. Three is like, like it's the most insane, amazing experience you've ever had. Okay. The problem is I think they lost relevance at some point back, like, you know, early two thousands and they've, they've done a lot of things that I think are good just to like incorporate the way food culture was going in restaurants and dining out. So there's, you know, things like, uh, ramen restaurant that got one michelin star there's no service you know so how does that equate for the typical way that you'd rate a a restaurant for michelin stars so that's that's like where i think they've changed the vibe up a lot and it was the whole michelin star thing came from a michelin salesman right michelin Michelin tires tires. yeah Yeah, yeah. how far off your course you should drive to go get to this restaurant yeah 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 Yeah. or like but it was a salesman right that started it. that i don't know i think they they just started with a guide so like if you were in this area these were places you could go eat. Yeah. Which is like, makes sense, man. That it's yeah. like now, I don't know if you've seen the like documentaries about it, but no. there's like, there's a famous French chef that blew his brains out. Cause he lost, he thought he was going to lose a Michelin star Shut to this day. They still have three. Shut up. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah it's wild. Is there, there's a documentary on this. Like on the, yeah, like it's the on Mich- the BBC. It's called uh, Michelin, the madness of perfection. And wow. it basically investigates like people losing stars, how you get a star, all of that. And this guy, yeah, he talks and it's wild if you watch it. Cause like he has three stars, he gets a bad review, not by Michelin, by another paper. And there's speculation that he's going to lose a star, <laughs> grabs a shotgun, blows his brains out. His wife finds him. First thing she does in the documentary, she talks about this. She's like, picks up her phone, calls the sous chef. And he's like, Hey, you got to come to work early. Like chef just died and they just like went on with service and like everything. Cause Come if they on. didn't, they would lose a star. star. Like well, stars how, are that like, valuable. It's yeah. It's like, well, I think, takes you to a whole nother level. Right. But you can also speak this. I mean, I don't know this part of it and all that, but like the, the world of like cuisine and like cooking and owning restaurants, all that. It, like it's, Wait, sorry. What was the second one? Hooking? Cuisine? Cooking, I think it's. Oh, I think you said sorry. hooking also. My bad. Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe that's like, but you know, like, like shucking. No, no, no like, like, but the world of, like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Food, There's a way to catch like, fish or something. It's, yeah, fine. <laughs> Rich it's thing. Like, it, is, it is like a, it is like a go, 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 like competitive, like, you know, there's a lot of, like. Remember that movie? Bradley Cooper was in it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Honestly, be- best chef movie of all. Just a quick tangent. Best movie that represents restaurants, in my opinion, Ratatouille. Really? <laughs> it's so accurate it's it like really? like in a like fine dining restaurant like that's where i started that's like all of the positions service like a lot of it's like super accurate really yeah yeah 100 percent. wait where did you sorry cartoon cartoon i was gonna Brad say like the bradley cooper one too like he had a lot of legit chefs that were like part of the making of that movie 
So like it is it is pretty accurate. Like whether you it's think not it's too a good traumatized, mo- but like I, I mean, it's a little a over bit. the top. But like when I was like in kitchens when I was younger, it it was like it wasn't to that extreme. But like I've had shit thrown at me and like well yeah, yeah and I've even because uh, after that movie I remember reading something because I I thought the same thing I was like there's one scene where the sous chef puts too much pepper yeah, on the Yeah, he doesn't plate or get something. him. He puts it on the And I was like, no fucking way that actually happens. Like, really, people are this spiteful? Like, you wait for this exact moment, years, to yeah, do this? Yeah, like, that's And a then you read crazy. it, you see, like, people on Reddit <laughs> telling their stories of how, like, s- similar things happen to this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a really famous story. I don't know if you know who Marco Pierre White is. No. no. But he's the, he's the guy that trained Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Ooh. So he, at one point in time, was the youngest chef with the most Michelin stars. Then, I believe, Gordon Ramsay took, it, took that reign over. Uh, he had a restaurant in England back in like, I think it was like this late 70s, early 80s, where he got like three Michelin stars. He was the youngest chef to ever do it. All this stuff. Mario Batali, who you probably yeah. know, and he's long gone now because of craziness. Yeah. Um, he was a young cook working for him. He had just gone back from Italy and they were making a risotto. And Marco Pierre White said, put some cream in it. And he's like, absolutely not like i'm italian you're not putting cream in a risotto and he said absolutely you're putting it in they got in a big fight and there's a, a demi-glace or a sauce that like takes a few days to make uh mario batali took two handfuls of salt and said go fuck yourself threw him in the pot and walked out come <laughs> on wow like this is like like it's, it's a your europe's a lot crazier i'd say than like canada was like we're we're all pretty nice uh so like you know, people are, it was pretty cutthroat and like whatever, but like my buddies that worked in Europe would be like, you know, you couldn't leave your station. Like you'd go to the bathroom. Chef always comes around in like the nice restaurants, checks your station, make sure you're ready for service. And like people would like sabotage you. You'd like close the lid on your fridge. You'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go for a smoke, have a smoke, come back. And there's like your shits everywhere because once you get fired, the person below you gets your job. They make more money. It's like, it's, that's crazy. It's changed a lot, a lot in the last like 10, 15 years for sure. I guess it's a shortcut to the top, right? I guess. Yeah. Like, back in those days, that's, not to be like, you hate to say it, but it's like, I guess gone are the days where you work your way to the top. It's like, all right, well, if I, <laughs> if I can knock this guy out. I've been watching this guy for six months. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, it's a cut. Like, it feels like a very, maybe not like cutthroat is the right word, but no, it's like I a fast paced like right survival of the fittest. Like, it's like a go, go, go. I mean. You know, not, we don't have to go into it, but it's a famous, obviously, you know, Matty Mathis, he was a famous chef, and you read, like, you know, how he came up and all that. Like, that, the, even Bourdain, like, you can hear stories about how that world is. I don't know if it's still the same. Like, I can't no, speak it's, to it. it I mean, I think, a, I think there's been a lot more. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, Bax. <laughs> it's my girlfriend, Bax. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I think there's been a lot of really great strides um, to make the industry better. And to be more aware of those sort of things, uh, I still think we can go a long way. And like, you know, it's tough, right? You got to work. Like, I remember I'd start work at ten in the morning, finish at one. Like, what kind of life is that, right? Like, it, that, people don't people don't know what goes into sometimes what what it takes to make their food, right? It's yeah, it's a sure. hard business, but it's yeah, great business. Yeah. I was gonna ask where, like, so you mentioned earlier, but when you got your start. In yep. fine dining. Where did you get your start? At Splendido. Splendido. Oh, right. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Which yes, was yes. where Piano Piano is now. I when, mean, did, when did you start there? Uh, so actually, that's a sorry. The place I started was a restaurant called Oro, that was at Young and Dundas on Elm Street, where like Barbarians is. Okay. It's a few doors down from that. At the time, it was like really really high end restaurant. 
there I work. I like I work eight months. So I didn't get paid. It was apprenticeship, right? So you, oh, wow. you pay your dues. Through that, I got my next job. That job got me my next job, and that's kind of the way it went, right? You bounce from one place to the other, and through your work ethic and and putting your time in, people gave you opportunity. So you never fucked up anybody's fridges or anything? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't that guy. I was no, like, I always help people out. I was. Oh, I that's why I said here, you know, we're nice. Yeah. We're nice in Canada. Which oh, one more question? Yeah. Which stop along the way? Like before you guess, or even when you became your own kind of restaurateur and all that stuff. But which, yep. what point along the way taught you the most, or what which stop? So it's tough. I think they all taught me different things. Uh, I'd say that the restaurant that really let me kind of know where where I wanted to go and like what I was best at was I worked at the Black Hoof. Oh, cool! I was there for two and a half years, and and Jen and Grant, you know, I I owe both of them a lot. They were both really really good to me. Um, and gave me a lot of opportunity and like, you know, that was one of the first restaurants that I got to put a dish on the menu that I'd created. Wow. Um, what was the dish? Sorry. It was, uh, it was, I can't remember. It Man, was your like first a, dish oh. you don't even remember, eh? No, I have so many in my head. <laughs> no, it was a glazed pork belly with like apple mustarda, which is like a, a Northern Italian thing, with like parsnip puree and stuff. It was like. Honestly, it was a pretty, I think Grant was like just throwing me one being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Like, you know, not that it was a bad dish, but he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, go for it. Uh, but no, that was definitely the, like, I just loved what they were doing there. And it was such an iconic restaurant at the time. Um, but like, you know, you could go back to Splendido when I worked there. My business partner now was the guy that owned it. So I worked there when I was 17 and now I'm 30. I don't know, four oh. or five. Oh. I, uh, you know, now I'm business partners with this yeah. guy. And, you know, he, he taught me a lot. I would say <laughs> him specifically taught me a lot about front of house and about service. Um, that was something like, I always remember being a kid and seeing him walk through the dining room, like, you know, nice suit. He just like made you feel like you were special. That's what we were talking about. Like Michelin yeah. stars and that this didn't have a Michelin star, but it was like super high end at the time. Splendido. Uh, and he just made you, him and his team the front of house and the food was incredible but like the front of house was like exceptional like you felt like you were somebody yeah. even if you weren't it really makes a difference <laughs> sorry Rick, yeah. I know you jack you know but i think that that is one of the most like food like good food is obviously can be like an art form at times yeah, like, no 100%. doubt about it not taking away from it but i think yeah. like the the one of the big game changers too is the people that like there's good service and there's people that just understand how to make everyone feel like they're the only person in the world or only one in the restaurant or the only one that like they're the king of the world that yeah, they yeah, yeah. whatever. Like but I think that is a that is truly a game changer and also elevates everything about it. Yeah. And I think like that to me, like you're spending two hundred dollars a person on food before you're drinking, before tax, before tip. Like you should be treated like you're somebody special, right? Like that's your hard earned money. Like you know, yes, you want to be a nice person and tip well and do that, but like the person doing their job should hone their craft, right? Mm. And you know what the biggest so. thing is in a lot of these like higher end places is when they explain the food and like the, the flavors and what you can expect. Or sometimes when you go somewhere and they recommend something and yeah, they're like, yeah. okay, what are you looking for? And you don't quite know what you're looking for, but then they just, yeah. well, are you looking for something sweet, savory, salty, blah, 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 blah. And then they just recommend that perfect dish and 
as you're eating it, you're remembering what the server said or, you know, yeah, when the chef yeah. comes out and talks to you. But the And then you're saying, fuck it, let me mash it all together. Gotta design it, right? Like, Man, chef Mike told me to design it here. Yeah, yeah, but um, It makes a big difference. Yeah, so, no, that's, that, that's honestly, my uh, my wife and I, we go to Montreal often. Her, uh, my sister-in-law lives there. Uh, and our favorite restaurant is a restaurant called Maison Publique in Montreal. Okay. Well, we might and be going, so we'll make sure we're Honestly, I'll, I'll send you guys... Maison de la Publique. I'll send you a bunch of contacts. Maison Publique. Maison Publique. Yeah, so um, you literally, like, we just sit at the bar. We don't order a thing. We just literally say, you know, bring, we, we want a bottle of wine, and we want, like, four to five dishes. The server talks us through it. We, we haven't even seen the menu. We don't know what we're getting. They just bring it out. And who's going to know the food better than the people that work there? Yeah. Right. That's yeah, that's absolutely. about the communication. That's about honing your craft. Agreed. Something that I love. So. I wanted to ask, did you always know from when you were, you know, six or seven with your nonna, did you always know you wanted to be a chef? That's what you were born to do? No. No? No, well, no, I no. no. Say yes, actually. I uh I always what? thought it was cool, but like I was the youngest kid, right? So like I didn't get to do anything like I thought I got, you were an only kid. No, I was I the I was the only child with my family, oh, with all okay. the cousins yeah, when okay, we were making you, pasta. Yeah, yeah. I was always the whipping boy, so like I got oh, to got do it, like I got to be a part of it. But I don't know, like you were I grew cleaning up cleaning at the end. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I grew up, I went to school, uh, I played soccer. Uh, you know, that was kind of. I never thought I'd be like pro, but I was like, oh yeah, maybe I could like play soccer, go to university. I was gonna be a history teacher. Yeah, it was weird. Like that was my ambition in life. It was I. Very far removed from that. Yeah, very small ambition. <laughs> uh, not no hate to you know history teachers. But, <laughs> uh, I just mean like That's you know I, I didn't dream of like any. You don't like, hear being that on every a day, podcast. Eh? Like I didn't. I yeah, know, yeah I, I want to grow up and be a history teacher. Yeah, but uh, I I hurt my knee uh, when I was like in grade ten, and uh, my grades started slipping. I soccer like, career is gone. Yeah, soccer career. You know, I was like dreaming TFC when oh, I mean TFC wasn't around those days, but. You know, <laughs> I was like, one day I'm going to make it. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I got a guidance counselor of mine um, was like, you know, you're you're doing pretty bad in school. Like you should think about what you're going to do. Um, you know, and I came from like working class parents like, you know, where'd you grow up? Sorry. Scarborough. Scarborough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, my folks, you know, worked a lot and uh, I always had that drive. And he was like, you know, you should get into this trade program. And there was, you know, you could be like a roofer, a mechanic, like all of these things. And one of them was cooking. And I was like, hey, you know, like I was like cooking when I was a kid. And then uh, when I was in grade 12, I was working at a, was working at Oro, uh, getting college credits. And my aunt uh, bought me a book called The French Laundry, which is a restaurant yeah, in California, in, in really Valley, famous yeah. three star Michelin. Uh, and I remember looking through the book and it was about like you know, a few months before I started at Oro and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I didn't know you could do this with food. This is amazing. I was like, like just the intricacy and the plating and designing these bites, you know, it was like, I was like, this is incredible. Um, so then I showed up at Oro and I just was addicted. It was like the heat, the yelling, the screaming, the, you know, the plating, these amazing dishes. And like, I just was hooked. And then I actually gave it up for a bit for like six months. I was like, I don't know if this is really for me because the money was not great and the hours were really long. So I actually built cars. Um, that's what like my mom's side of the family, they all work at Chrysler, um, which great job, good money. 
uh, I went and did that and I was like, oh, there's something I hate worse than getting yelled at in the kitchen. So, <laughs> the uh, assembly line. Yeah. yeah. So then I got, I got a job back, uh, in a kitchen and then I never looked back. Wow. So, yeah. And now se- six, seven or s- se- uh, seven. Wow. Yeah. I love how you have to think about that for a second. It's, yeah. It's, that's um, it's pretty it's impressive. Hard to keep track right now with COVID and everything. I, I don't know if this is a rude question. Which one's your favorite? Oof. And you know, if that's a rude question, just no, tell me. no, no, it's not. I mean, I think they it's all. Like which, which one's your favorite? Which one's your kid? least favorite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, which one's your favorite kid? Like, I don't know if you can really well, answer. You can always, you can have like a pa- like something could be no, a passion I think, project. Uh, your baby. Yeah, I mean, that's it, I mean if yeah. if we could like break it down that way, it's like I love them all, and they all gave me different things, and they all offer different things. This new Amano that we just opened with the pizza and all of that, I'd say that's like the restaurant that I've wanted to open for like ten years. So I think I have like a special affection for it. And it's probably where I spend my most amount of my time these days. But like Union Chicken got me my start. That fried chicken sandwich that we do is probably the thing that I'm most known for these days. So, you know, I got to show love there. And the Union Station location is just like bananas. It's amazing. Um, And then like Amano, the Italian kitchen version, uh, which is the original Amano where like I tried to do this food but we're in a train station so it was tough that's like was the first place I was at I was sleeping on the bar stools when we opened just trying to get the place open like I got a lot of love pouring in there and then like we have a restaurant in Hamilton called Ray's uh which is you know big really really great restaurant that you know took a lot of heart and dedication and you know it's really good food so where in Hamilton is it uh James in Maine like right across from Jackson Square, yeah, I would clean like a building. Literally on that corner, there was a bank on the corner there. CIBC is like one key. Yeah, yeah. So the, you just go the like basically kitty corner, like a side. diagonal. I know exactly where it is. There's that big. I'm building. gonna go down. I haven't been down there the, in a while. Um, bread bar, you know where the bread bar is. There? I think so. I had. No, I haven't been to that spot in yeah, maybe yeah. before the pandemic. Well, you now. just let me know. Let yeah, me yeah. Know where you're gonna go. I yeah. don't hit the mall now. No, honestly, we're going to do Union Chicken for sure. Yeah. Because that's an easy one for us. We should do our next boys' night at Amano. Sure. We do like a month. We actually started doing it like this year because as we get older, like, you know. This is the group chat where the terrible restaurants. Yeah. So, you know, I want to know off camera. This is a decent recommendation for because we tried it. I can attest to it. We have a rule, actually, because like I've tried it as well. So I can I can attest to it. We don't let him make solo recommendations because if only he likes it, then we know it's not. You know you're just going to be mixing it up. Actually, no, I was thinking about this. We got The new rule is now. If a, if the food comes served on its own dish, it can, I won't mix it with anything. I promise. <laughs> perfect, perfect. If it comes with a couple different items, it's one bite. We start yeah, with one bite, the taste, bite, and then we design the bite. Out. There you go. There you I go. love that. Yeah. Um, I just another random note on that. I also like restaurants based on their bathroom. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I know this place has a really good bathroom. Like that's. It's honestly, it's not. It's, it's a weird not the thing. Wor- yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. But again, I, I get impressed by like I often when I'm in a restaurant, I'll like. Be like, oh, is the bathroom clean? And like, if you know the bathroom's clean, they're taking care of it. You know they're taking care of the rest of the place. The kitchen. As a cleaner, I'm very, very OCD about this. We do clean yeah. a lot of restaurants too, and like, yeah, I uh, very hyper aware. Like, if I walk in a washroom, and I'm like, this is dirty. I'm like, I can't even imagine. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, the kitchen probably gets treated very differently, but it's like, it's the little details that people, you yeah. know, you might not 100%. see. Those are the and things that you don't notice, right? But if they don't notice it, what are, else are they? they missing? Uh, it's right. one of the biggest things too. Like when I walk into a kitchen, like a lot of people. Maybe they notice it. I don't know, but I always do it. 
my dad taught me this when I was young. He always looks at like door um door threshold because like the grates all that clicked us, but he always you also oh. look up because if you look and see vents and you'll see like a lot of vents are white in restaurants yeah, yeah, yeah. and they collect dust easily. So many restaurants you walk in, they might have the cleanest bathroom and you look up and it looks like no one's dusted that yeah. vent for like months. Like, man, what are the vents like in the kitchen then that's blowing air out of the food yeah, and everything? Yeah. And like, I'm not going to name names, but you'd see some, you'd be surprised that like you can walk in a lot of restaurants and see that. Yeah. It's just an obvious thing that. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, I mean, that's why like, you know, cleaning companies are a big thing. Yeah. Also like, especially, you know, nowadays you get, you know, we labor is a, a tough one these oh, days. Big time. So, you know, if we can have the cooks focus on the food and then we pay a company to come in really detail, do all the detail mm -hmm. work. But then again, it's about follow up. You know, you're checking yeah, the next yeah, day and making sure the cleaning company did the right job. hundred percent. These are all like the little, little seas of running a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not the fun stuff, but <laughs> stuff that matters. The, uh, super like random, but lately. So I watch a lot of YouTube. It's like my go-to. Like we put it on like, I don't know, every morning we're like, like put something on just to learn something new. I, yeah, I actually yeah. genuinely watch a lot of stuff from it. But lately I've been on this like like uh, binge of watching um, either like uh, Food Insider, Eater, like there's all these different oh, channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the, the, the um, Vice, uh, not Vice, there's another pizza show. I forget what's on. Maybe it's on Vice. Anyways. Barstool. <laughs> Barstool. Not Barstool. No, it's like, um, anyways, it's one of them. But I'll put them on and I'll watch. And I've seen like, there's all these restaurants that maybe don't get the love of like a chef's table or like the magazine mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And there are some people doing some like wild, crazy, different things out there. Yeah, and actually, yeah. coincidentally enough, there was a guy I just saw recently. I forget his name, but he's a guy who, do you remember the Italian guy in, in New York who was making like ravioli with like Dungeness crab and like some crazy stuff. It's a little small, like hole in the wall in the basement. Oh, okay. Tall guy. Anyways, I forget his name. I'm butchering the story, but he like does it's an Italian place. And he does a lot of pasta. And he went and lived like he got his training, came up in like I guess Italy, learning how to cook, and then went to Italy one day and it was like, wow, it's amazing. And stayed there for like years, learned all these different like regional methods and brought it back. And it was uh, and it was really really cool story. Kind of an irrelevant story. Uh, no, on that note too though, have you ever seen Wilderness Cooking? No. So George, have you seen it? Buddy, let me tell you the shows that I watch on YouTube. Wilderness Cooking. We watch a guy. <laughs> It's probably I think different than what you're talking about. The more like the ASMR, like chopping and cooking no, stuff. No, no. Mine's the one I'm, I'm talking about. It's called Wilderness Cooking. It's this dude from Kazakhstan. He'll literally go catch his own meat. You don't watch him catch the meat unless it's fish. Then you see him catch the fish. But, but he, he catches his meat and he lives in like actually the middle, middle of nowhere. And he builds his own barbecues or his own smokers or his own whatever in the middle of nowhere. And then cooks the food out there. They're about like 15, 20 minutes it. each. Some of them you're literally like, wait, Where's he going? And he's just got like, a t he sets up a table in the middle of nowhere. He's got, he brings all his own things. He's got his like the craziest knife sets. Oh, and you'll see, you'll see him with like a full lamb. And you're like, you don't and watch him skin. And there's like a fire in the back. And there's right? a fire. But then yeah. he's like, okay, you see the fire. And then he's got a bowl of like random stuff. And then he just collects rocks, starts building this <laughs> chimney, or like a little smoker or something. You're like, come on. Man, I'm going to send you the link. Okay, I'm going to watch it. So, uh, randomly, I was on a, this is a COVID date. So I'm hanging up with this girl, having some wine. I'm like, what do you watch on YouTube? My thing is Tiny Desk Concerts. That used to be my thing. She's like, have you ever watched Wilderness Cook? I was like, not really. But like, what is it? And she's I don't know, she's like some sort of Eastern European. And I'm like, sure, whatever. I'm, I'm up for it. I'm not, I kid you not. We watched like 10 episodes. YouTube <laughs> is crazy. It's, it's a, it, man, like, it. you it's can a, get stuck there. Yeah, 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 the, um, on that same topic, there's a guy. He's a Canadian guy from Toronto, I think. His name is Xander Budnick. I don't even know how I came across the channel. He is a guy who, like, I guess ventures to different parts of northern Ontario on weekends. Like, vlogs, basically. 
and he camps solo. And he'll do an episode where he goes with like just a backpack, a knife, an axe, and, and like a fishing reel. And then he'll do another one where he has like a tarp, another one where he kayaks for like 10 days. And he cooks meals in the woods that genuinely, they're not like, I would say, restaurant quality, but they're quite but impressive. They look good. Yeah, he yeah. made a panzerotti, <laughs> a steak, what are you, a steak? Steak, onion, green pepper. Like, cooked it all in a pan, then made the dough. And I was like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's cool because, like, he's genuinely by himself in the, these crazy, like, beautiful places, which is freaky, but also really cool and, like, must be really peaceful. Mm-hmm. But then he does a pretty good, like, decent job cooking for a guy with, like, a little cutting board on his lap and, like, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. pan. Like, I love pretty that. good, yeah. I, I'll send you that one. Um, we, are, we are starting to get to that point. So I did, uh, obviously, we got, you have a lot, and we talked about a lot of different things. Yeah. What What are you focusing on, or what's next? Or what's twenty twenty two got in store for you? I think uh, the biggest things right now is you know I think I mentioned this earlier, but we started a company called Chef Drop uh, in the pandemic, so that's a big one for me. It's like at home meal kit deliveries from like top chefs, uh, really really cool products, and we're bringing some uh, other places in like Montreal and Vancouver. Uh, that's a big one, and then the Amano, the new Amano that we opened at Nine Church Street. Uh, I'd say that's probably where I'm spending most of my time these days and uh, through 2020, just really making sure that that restaurant hits uh, its potential. You know, we're in Toronto life uh, for best pasta in the city Oh wow! and the top 20. So, you know, just what what was that dish? Uh, Just overall pasta? No, no. It was a specific. uh, So they picked like 20 dishes. We were, I think, 11th. Uh, it's a uh, tagliolini that we do at the restaurant. So fresh tagliolini made with uh, a lot of egg yolks. So it's a really nice yellow dough, uh, with fresh mussels. It's like a white wine sauce. Ooh. Super easy. Fire. Delicious. Like clam. Uh, sorry. Mussels, chili, garlic. Ooh. And then we do this, uh, molisa, which is like fried bread on top. Um, wow. fresh parsley. And, and sorry to go back. What was the one with the cookie? The biscuit? Oh, the, uh, <laughs> Agnolotti di zucca. Agnolotti so di that's zucca. also on the menu. Because that's yeah. what we and that's gone. That's gone next month. Uh, it'll probably what month or we're February. February. So probably oh, like end of March. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, well, we I'm gonna probably it. go. Like I'll. Because we got a new date spot. We're gonna go to. I'll yeah. come. No, we'll go with the boys. We're gonna. <laughs> I want to go too. Wait, we're on a third. I'll find a date. I'll find <laughs> a date. Hello. Oh yeah, that's true. You can find a date easily. So I'll, yeah, we'll I'll do make a TikTok or something. <laughs> Double date. We're gonna go soon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll actually, yeah, we'll come very soon. So we can try it. Yeah. There was, um, I actually coincidentally too. I was uh, on Blog Till this morning, and it was on uh, like the first. I popped yeah, up. Yeah. It's like right and in front there. I was, today, like, yeah. I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. And then I like looked at like. The notes I had, I was like, oh, I was like, the same thing. There you go. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah, on the front page today. It was cool. I love yeah. that. Really quick, really yeah. good timing. Everything worked out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Mike, appreciate you coming on. This was a lot of fun. Very funny yeah, conversation. Very man. funny. <laughs> Can't wait to try out some of your spots. If people want to find out more about you, the restaurants, where can they go? How can they find you? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my Instagram, Chef uh, Mike Angeloni. Uh, I think it's Michael, actually. Sorry. Uh, and then just the restaurant websites like itamano.com, unionchicken.com. Uh, you can find all of the stuff that we're doing and Chef Drop. Get ChefDrop.com. Perfect. Well, we'll make we'll sure we tag in everything in the uh, show notes. I actually have one question for you. And I don't yeah. know if I asked this yet because like there's been a lot of conversation. If you have, if you could eat at one restaurant, not your own, in Toronto. In Toronto? Yeah. Uh, this is actually, I was in Narcity uh, last week. They asked me what my favorite restaurant in Ontario is. And I said Imanishi Japanese Kitchen. Uh, I've, it's, I've uh, it's on Dundas, uh, pretty much at Dover court. Uh, it's like a Japanese izakaya. So like more like a pub style, but like lots of little dishes, uh, really great cocktails. It's honestly the, I think the most perfect restaurant in Toronto. 
Because you can go by yourself. You can go on a date. You can go with a bunch of people. And the food is incredible. Service is always amazing. Vibes always awesome. Wow. It's it's a awesome. small like little twenty five seat spot, but that's that's my go to right now for sure. Okay, well then I'm gonna ask you favorite place you ever eaten in the world. Oh, is there one that stands out to you? Uh that's a tough one. There was when I was I was running Grand Electric. Uh, the owners and I went down to Mexico, and we were in Oaxaca. Uh, there was a restaurant, it was a restaurant that we found just like on some internet site, whatever we show up and there was like a kid in the living room watching TV and we were like, Oh man, we're in the wrong place. And she's like, this woman comes out the back. She's like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. Sits us down. And she just like cooked for us out of her kitchen and it she was just incredible. didn't want to turn away the money. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. A rest that. yeah. I think it's, it's up there for me just because it was like, it was a very eye opening experience of food that i had never had like you're eating like crickets and all sorts of stuff that i had had them before but i didn't find them that delicious and that lady's food that she was cooking i was like this is incredible wow so it was really good so that would be up there i have like a list of like top five but there's been a lot there's been a blast man it's yeah, uh, yeah. thank you guys well I uh it. i mean we're gonna obviously gonna try them all at the, like, yeah, in yeah. the very very near future so we'll let you know when we're, yeah. when we're around i appreciate please. you bringing the pizza too anytime pizza. thanks pizza, for, sorry pizza, yeah. pizza pizza <laughs> uh guys if you made it to the end give chef mike a follow go check out his spots gotta try the the pasta the, with the biscuit oh. <laughs> And a lot of Dizuka. And a lot of Dizuka. Asked for three times. <laughs> yeah, check that out. It's a mouthful. Other than that, signing off, pals. Till yeah. next time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Right, Appreciate you it. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye. I got alone.